of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Today we commemorate the entry of our Lord into Jerusalem, otherwise known as Palm Sunday. It is important that we put this event into context. Yesterday we commemorated Lazarus Saturday, when Christ raised Lazarus from the dead, after being four days in the tomb. Four days is significant, as Lazarus would have been very much decomposing, and so there could be no accusations that Lazarus was in some way resuscitated. St. John makes it very clear in today's Gospel reading that Lazarus was indeed raised from the dead and was alive and well, for he states, at the supper prepared for Jesus by Martha, Lazarus was one of those reclining at table with him. As well, large crowds were coming not only to see Jesus, the miracle worker, but also to verify the miracle, they, that they might see Lazarus, whom, whom he had raised from the dead. To emphasize the significance of the event, the raising of Lazarus, St. John also tells us that the chief priests were so worried by the event that they were conspiring to kill Lazarus as well as Jesus. It was on his account, that is Lazarus, many of the Judeans were going over to Jesus and having faith in him. That is our Lord. Remember that Jerusalem at this holy time of the year of the Passover was jammed full to overcapacity with pilgrims. Normally, Jerusalem accommodated about 50,000 people. At Passover, this skyrocketed to over 250,000 people. People would be living cheek to jowl. There would be heightened religious fervor, and the Bush Telegraph would have worked most probably extremely quickly, especially concerning such a wondrous event the raising of a person from the dead, and at this most holy time of the year. St. John is indicating this as large crowds were already coming to see Jesus and also Lazarus, as they had heard the news of his being raised from the dead. Six days before Passover, a messianic sign had occurred. The next day, even before Jesus had started his entry into Jerusalem, the people were getting palm branches and readying themselves to welcome him. The use of palm branches accentuates the triumphal nature of this event. What the crowd calls out, Hosanna, blessed is the one coming in the name of the Lord and the King of Israel, is referring back to the prophecy of Zechariah. Rejoice, greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter, Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. Righteous and bringing salvation is he, humble and mounted on a pack animal and a young colt. You get the sense that there was much excitement, joy, and rejoicing by the people at this wondrous moment as Christ enters the holy city, Jerusalem, mounted on a colt. It is all infused with the messianic overtone of hope and anticipation and great rejoicing. St. Paul in today's Apostolus, reading from Philippians, is calling on us also 
to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Now St. Paul is in prison with death almost certainly awaiting him. Yet here he is writing and instructing the Philippians, rejoice in Christ, no matter what the outward circumstances. St. Paul considers it so important that he reiterates it. I will say it again, rejoice. Though St. Paul may be fettered and chained in prison, his joy remains unfettered and abounding. From the narrow confines of his imprisonment, he seems to leap for joy in the Lord, unable to contain his boundless and loving enthusiasm. We are reminded what St. Luke reports Christ saying in the Beatitudes, Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven. St. Paul is speaking to us all. Do not let anything get in the way. Let nothing stop you from rejoicing in Christ. For our joy as Christians is independent of all things on earth. For our continual joy has its source in the continual presence of Christ. That is why we as Christians can never lose joy, because we can never lose Jesus Christ. As we journeyed through Great Lent, we were reminded by Father Alexander Schmiemann that it was a time of sorrowful joy. This coming week, Holy Week, we are journeying with our Lord in his passion, death, and burial. Joy and hope are still there. On Holy Friday evening, at the end of Orthros, the Lamentation Service, after the procession with the Epitaphion, we read from Ezekiel 37, 1-14. We hear about Ezekiel's vision of a valley full of bones, the bones of the whole house of Israel. But there is great hope, for the Lord God says to Ezekiel, Behold, I will open your graves and pray and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will bring you home into the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. And then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and have done it, says the Lord. We hear in Psalm 40, when King David is faced with adversity, past and present, his one hope is his trust in God. He rejoices in the knowledge that the Lord God is there upholding him throughout the adversities. It is not a time of gloom and loss of hope, but a time of trust and hope and, re and rejoicing in God's help. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. May all see and fear 
and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud to those who go astray after a lie. You have multiplied, O Lord, my God, your wondrous deeds and your thoughts towards us. None can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. In sacrifice and offering, you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering, you have not required. Then I said, Behold, I have come in the scroll of the book, it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I have told the good news of deliverance in the great congregation. Behold, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed my steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. As for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercy from me. Your steadfast love and your faithfulness will ever preserve me. For evils have encompassed me beyond number. My iniquities have overtaken me, and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head. My heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let those be put to shame and disappointed altogether who seek to snatch away my life. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor who delight in my hurt. Let those be appalled because of their shame who say to me, Aha, aha. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, Great is the Lord. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes the thought for me. You are my help, my deliverer. Do not delay, O oh my God. We need to always have hope and rejoice in God, no matter the situation. This is also beautifully expressed in Habakkuk in the last three verses of his book. No matter what may befall him, amid suffering and loss, he has learned that he can trust God, and with that trust comes great joy, not in circumstances, but in God himself. God has become Habakkuk's strength. Habakkuk has sure-footed confidence in God and can live on the heights even amid extreme circumstances. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, the produce of the olive fail and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. 
He makes me tread on my high places. Let us always remember and put into practice St. Paul's advice. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Amen. Rejoice, life-giving cross, unconquerable trophy of the true faith, door to Oh,